just a moment of acknowledging our need. It's so easy to rush ahead without him, isn't it? It really is how inclined we are to wander, how inclined we are to distraction. And yet without him, we are lost, lost in our commercialism, lost in our Christmas music, lost in our busyness and schedules and cooking plan, lost in our stress, maybe even lost in our happiness and welcome and joy, but we're lost in our own desires and needs, lost in our own selfishness, surrounded by twinkling lights, but lost in our sin. Hear the words of the psalmist, desperate for his God. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. Hear the words of Moses, desperate for his God. If your presence does not go with me, do not make us leave this place. We don't want Christmas without you, Jesus. Let it be different this year, I pray. Kindle our desire for you above all else. Come and be present with us, we ask. I will come to you, says Jesus. John 14, verse 18. I will come to you. Lord Jesus, we pray for your hurting world. We pray for the Holy Land and our hearts break as we see such suffering, such turmoil, such pain. Pray, come, Emmanuel. For Ukraine and the region around, we pray, come, Emmanuel. For every family fleeing their homes for safety, looking for somewhere that they can call home and feel safe and sleep that night. We pray, come, Emmanuel. For our family and friends who don't know you, we pray, come, Emmanuel. And for us and our own Christmas dinner table and our own Christmas present-giving moments and breakfasts and conversations and walks, we say, come, Emmanuel. We need you, Jesus. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Bless you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Please do take a seat. We could bring up the next little PowerPoint. Preparing our hearts. Amidst all the pressure and expectation and rush and hopes, so many things can get in the way and cause us to miss the presence of the one who is with us. The joy, the beauty, the wonder of Jesus. With so many things often rushing around our thoughts, and maybe you've got a few, even now as I say to you, have you finished that list? Have you ticked everything off? Have you even written the full list yet? The stress, you just feel the temples go and you think, ah. 
We need to prepare our hearts. Surrender these things in this moment over to God. Ask for his help and mercy to keep us attuned and awake to his presence. Our human priorities, we want to surrender over to God. Just take a moment, maybe close your eyes. Our busyness, our expectations, our perfectionism, our longing for things to be just perfect. Lord, we surrender these to you. Our worries and our stress, our family worries, our financial worries, our health worries, Lord, come and touch them, we pray. Come and be present even there with your healing touch. Our hurts, those we will miss this Christmas, memories that are difficult, those we are out of kilter with and want to be right with. Oh Lord, have mercy and help us, I pray. Our mistakes, those things we have done wrong not loving our God with our whole heart, not loving others as we should, allowing darkness and bitterness to creep in and to take hold. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. I'm going to pray a prayer of confession together. We speak these words together. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. I don't know if you ever find when you try to pray sometimes you don't know what to say. Sometimes human words don't seem to be able to capture either what we're feeling or who God really is. Sometimes I think there can be too many words. Sometimes We're invited instead just to be silent in the presence of our God. The hymn we're about to listen to, a video on the screen with the lyrics will come up, dates back from liturgy in the 3rd century BC, AD, sorry, 3rd century AD, 275 AD we think it dates to. Makes it 1800, 1700 years old. For 1,700 years, at least, our brothers and sisters have recognized that sometimes we need to just be shush before God. Sometimes we need to let all mortal flesh keep silence. And that's what we're going to do right now. Enjoy what is one of my utter favorite hymns. And afterwards, we'll just hold a moment of silence. This moment is between you and your God. Verses 4 to 7. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee 
to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. want us to take a moment, if we could bring it up, to just recognise our feelings this morning, our feelings about Christmas, our feelings in this moment in our lives. I'm inviting you to recognise your humanity. There are nine simple words that are anything but simple in what actually they point to. And what happened? She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. So easily breezed over when we read it. Oh yes, by the way, Mary gave birth. And yet this is a moment of such profundity and significance that will never truly comprehend its enormity. It's also a deeply human moment. Anyone who's ever been present at a birth or given birth themselves will know that no sentence could ever truly do justice to what happens in that moment. Do we have any midwives with us this morning, either past or present? I think we have. At least some. No? Okay. Anyone ever been present at a birth? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or seen one on the television? This is a moment filled with the very heights and depths of human feeling. For Mary, the moment no doubt preceded by tingling anticipation. I was having my hair cut yesterday, you may or may not have noticed. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) You can only apologise. Lovely lady called Gemma was cutting my hair. And she recognised me, which is nice, because I only go in twice a year, but she recognised me. (laughs) And we chatted, and I've been chatting to her for about 11 years, having my hair cut in the same place. And um, she was excited to tell me, it'll be different this time next year. I said, you're still here, still going, well done. She said, I won't be here this time next year, having a baby. And I could feel the excitement, her first baby. The anticipation, I said, how do you feel? She said, I feel scared and excited all in one. And I thought, that's what I've written to reflect on this morning. Mary, no doubt, would have felt great anticipation. Her baby was coming. Life as she knew it was about to be turned upside down, even more than the census had already done. A little baby to tend, to love, to care for, to feed, to cherish. What would he look like? How would he sound? Would he chuckle? Would he cry? Would he feed? Would he smile? We'll be a little family together. We'll grow up together. He'll help his father in the workshop, no doubt. He'll bring home friends to play. Is that going to be okay? 
We'll share family meals and happy memories. We will know joys and sadness together, together as a family. Jesus was coming. With anticipation, no doubt came waves of deep anxiety. How will the birth go? Where are we actually staying tonight, Joseph? What if I struggle? What if it hurts? What if I get something wrong? What about Joseph? Will he accept him? Will I accept him? Will I be able to truly love him? Will he feel safe? Will he feel warm in my arms? Will I even survive this night? Jesus was coming. And then the moment came. And the anxiety is overwhelmed as the contractions grew stronger. The breaths became deeper. The labour took hold. This was a moment of intense pain of agonizing pressure, of sweat and suffering, of panting and crying, Jesus was coming. And then after the utter exhaustion is met with a sense of overwhelming wonder. Tiny hands, tiny cry, a squashy scrunched up face, a feeding baby, held in Mary's arms, hugged to her chest. Jesus had come. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. In its truest sense, it is the most human of moments. No Sunday school best was worn, no pretense or facade the stable wasn't tidy, the room wasn't ready, <clears throat> there wasn't a pulpit and a choir. Human emotions were not hidden and kept in that wonderful Britishness that we're all so adept at. Human feelings would have been visceral and real and potent. Human blood and sweat and tears marked the humanity of it all. <clears throat> and yet it was into this very human moment that God touched earth in a way like he'd never done before. In this visceral, hurting, beautifully human moment, the eternal word was born as flesh. The immortal became blood and bone. It was in this most human of moments that heaven truly met earth. Not despite the humanity of it all, not despite the emotions or feelings running high, but right there amongst them. The anticipation, the anxiety, the pain, the exhaustion, the wonder, the eternal became a mortal baby. Jesus was born. This truly human moment was also a moment of incomprehensible divinity. Human and divine. Friends, God didn't enter into a sanitized, romanticized, unrecognizable part of our humanity. He entered into the fullness of it all, the grit of it all, the fullness and grit of Mary's humanity, the fullness and grit of our humanity, the fullness and grit of your humanity. Sometimes we feel we need to hide away our mess, put on our Sunday best, hide away our complexity, our feelings, our emotions from God, to show him the best version of me, it's as if 
we feel we need to pretend to be someone more sorted, more capable, less emotional, less human. But hear the depths of these words again. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. God became human, like me, like you. Right in the midst of our human chaos, in the midst of our human sin, in the midst of our conflicting human feelings, there was God. Now lying there as a baby. And that means there's no part of our human lives that Jesus hasn't touched with his coming. No feelings and emotions that we have to hide from his eyes. He already knows. We don't have to pretend with God. He comes to us just as we are this morning. To heal, to bless, and to touch with his love. So take a moment. And let me ask you this Christmas Eve, if you're truly honest, which of these deeply human feelings resonates most with you right now? Is it anticipation, hope and excitement for what the morning may bring? Here again, Jesus is coming. Is it anxiety? Are you worried? Is there a twisting knot inside? Something doesn't feel right here again. Jesus is coming. Is it pain? Physical pain? Health struggles? Emotional pain? Loss? Loneliness? Bereavement? Heartbreak? Here again, friends. Jesus is coming. Is it exhaustion? I don't know if I can keep going like this. I'm just so tired. Here again, Jesus is coming. Is it wonder? Isn't it extraordinary? Isn't he beautiful? Here again, Jesus is coming. Take a moment to be honest with God right now. Don't hide how you're feeling from the one who already knows. Instead, ask the Lord to touch your humanity exactly as you are this morning. Ask him to come even now with his divine peace and presence. Just take a moment to be honest and real with your God. May you know again this morning that he came for you. Not the best version, pretend version of you, but for you. And he didn't make a mistake. He loves you, just as you are. And he wants to touch your humanity with his divine peace, presence, healing and love, even this morning.